0: Welcome to the Adjusting to the Real World podcast, where we help you navigate through the crazy world we are currently living in. And now, here's your host, Professor Jim Wilkinson.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to this podcast. This podcast today is uh, probably one of the hottest topics uh, going on in uh, socioeconomic world today, and it is uh, the logistics, all the logistics around getting students back into a full five day classroom setting and what it's going to take. And what I, what I wanted to really take a look at this is from a teacher's perspective, because parents have their ideas. But the teachers are the ones that are going to make this thing functionally work. The parents are going to drop the, 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 put the child on the school bus or drop the child off at the front of the school. And then they're going to drive away, and everything is turned over to the teachers. And so I have with us uh, uh, right now uh, uh, Kelly Barron, who is a, uh, a teacher at, uh, in the Wilbraham Regional School District. And welcome, Kelly.
2: Thank you. And Thank you for having me.
1: For I go by Baron,
2: I go by Elliot.
1: Either one is fine. Okay. Uh, so, uh, a couple of things we want to get to start with, okay, uh, is there's the logistics of social distancing. We, you know, that in general, social distancing and kids is an oxymoron, you know? So, uh, there's logistics around the social distancing thing so what do you think you as a teacher or as the school district should do around the logistics of social distancing
2: well we have a lot of systems put in place now so let me just explain what um, happens over at Sewell road school we have an area for dismissal and an area for um, drop-offs that are totally separate so you have the fourth grade in one area the fifth grade in another We have tally marks throughout the hallways so that the kids have their six foot social distancing protocols put into place they're paying attention to the person in front of them, so that they can maintain that social distance. We have supervised mask breaks which are outside and when the weather permits, obviously we can go outside if they don't they're behind their seats, they have their snacks, they put their masks back on and they go um, about their daily routine. If they are up and they are walking around, they are required to have the mask on. They are not allowed to linger around another student's desk. They are not allowed to share materials and they all have their own space. Our desks are actually marked on the floor with this red tape so that the the desks themselves are six feet apart and the kids know exactly where the desk needs to go at the end of the day. So between the washing of the hands and sanitizing of the hands, wearing the masks almost all the time unless they're eating and drinking, maintaining that six foot distance and then following the rules with all of the other objects put into place, so far it has been, I can't say it's been wonderful because I really want all my kids in my class all the time, but um, as far as safety protocols are put into place, everything seems to be, seems to be fine. So with all of that in place, knowing that the CDC and you, know, you have all of these state guidelines, we're going by the six foot, not the three foot. So I guess just following and maintaining that to the best of our ability would be the way to go.
1: So, and now I'm thinking of this in this hybrid two day of school, and the rest home so even though it's a strict rule of social distancing and stuff under a two-day process it seems easier than trying to maintain five straight days of that
2: well it but it is four days of that because when we have the same cohort on monday and tuesday you're just reiterating those rules those rules then you have a different cohort on thursday and friday so the monday and tuesday kids Come in, and you're, you know, telling them drop your backpacks, wash your hands, you know, and you repeat yourself. If they were there consecutively for five days, we have our battles. Obviously, the kids, they they're like bees to honey. They just yeah, yeah, just automatic, right? They congregate, they want to be near each other, they want to talk. So you're you're reminding them gently, hey, social distance. Don't forget social distance. You know, after a minute or two passes, they have their mask on. That's fine. But, you know, they say 15 minutes, no masks. You know, you want to be very careful of that. So it, I always say to them, this is not the first day, guys. It's not the, Let's six feet, put your mask on, don't go outside, you know, that type of thing. So, um, yes, if they were there, Jim, for five days, it would be probably a little bit tougher to maintain those strict, like, rules because they just, after, you know, two days, they, they go home and then they, you know, get the mask break, they're not wearing a mask at home and, and they come back in. And you know it seems it seems to be better, but I, I agree with you, after five days, they probably have had enough of me saying the same things, and they just probably won't care. And so, they'll just do what and they'll just do what they want anyway.
1: <laughs> so let me let me welcome Darren Izzo Hi,
2: Darren. Uh,
1: who's a high school teacher. Finally, I made it. And uh, <laughs> along the same thing on a social distancing for high school students. okay? Now Kelly seems to to uh, have it the the logistics of it. Look, sounds like down pretty pat for when it does change into a five-day setting. What do you look at from a high school perspective,
0: though? For the five-day learning, um, the social distancing I, just, part. The, the social distancing part is is uh, first and foremost. Um, thank you, for, thank you for having me. Uh, secondly, um, the, the social distancing part is really tough because the, it's a different animal at the at the at the high school level. It's a completely different animal. We know that our students are socializing outside of school less than six feet. We know that because they posted up on social media and we've had um, some, some problems, some issues with that at the high school level. Um, you know, and, and I, I think formally when we come into school, um, you know, they're already used to um, not wearing masks and social and, and lack of social, a lot of them are, I should say, and not not keeping their social distance. So it, it's it's an issue at the high school level. And remember, the high schoolers they're they're young adults. The whole point of us taking, I mean, I mean, helping them is to make them independent. That's our goal, is to make them independent. And and obviously we we do that in varying stages. But by the time they're juniors and seniors, they should know enough, and they usually do um uh, what to do and 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 that's our, our idea so so it, 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 to kelly's um credit i don't know how they're doing it at, at the elementary level i it's incredible what
2: they're doing at that level it's not easy you think about it's not easy it's not
1: <laughs> so it does and as as i said the whole topic of today's podcast is the burden is actually it's a bulldozer and this bulldozer is pushing all of this burden into the teacher's laps. Uh, it, it, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna stop the bulldozer. The bulldozer is saying hey, it's time for kids to go back to school for five days. Here you go, teachers. So I think getting Kelly's ideas and your ideas is very critical in, in, in doing that. And I think we got a pretty good grip on that. So now that- I,
0: I know, Jim, I, I know that um, the, the kids are happy to be back in school. The ones who've pushed themselves to be back in school are in school. I mean, and they like being in school. I think we have to overall, and I don't mean to interrupt, you, but, but I think we have to assess the mental um, stress that they're going through, as well as the physical. We have to, we have to look at the mental risks just as much as the physical risks. Yeah, and we're coming. And up, we're we're,
1: na- we're coming up on that shortly in, yeah. in this podcast because that's one of the topics nice. that we're going
0: to be covering. Nice. So,
1: the, the issue. of few. That's your lead in, by the way. The, I know good lead. This is my straight man. The next, uh, I would go with uh, Kelly. There's this issue about fewer kids, fewer issues, meaning classroom size is dropping down. Is now, and people are saying that that's what it sounds like in the COVID uh, model, but is that
2: reality? No, absolutely not. the 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 issue socially in school, obviously. If I have 10 kids in a classroom, I'm not dealing with the social issues that I would have if I had 24. Okay, so let's just put it out there. There is still going to be disagreements, there's still going to be, you know, the wild child in school, which is fine, you, you can deal with that when you have 10. However, those pros and cons are weighed against now a child coming into school for two days, and learning at home for two days. So. Now, although the social issues in school might have dissipated a tad because you're not dealing with as many students in school, you can't imagine the disorganization, the lack of preparedness, the lack of quality of work, and the lack of investment on students and in families because they're just not invested in this type of learning. I have children not only coming to school and going home, but now they're going to grandparents' houses. And now you have children that have a divorced mom and dad. So they're going to school, they're going home, they're going to grandma's house, they're going to mom and dad. So there are other problems that um, coincide with a child that is being bounced around all over the place. And I do see child care issues there's a huge population of my kids who are leaving cameras to go tend to younger siblings because mom and dad are working or they're displaced and they're put somewhere else so you know the social issues are just a little piece of it but i see a huge uptick in um emotional issues because of isolation and loneliness they're sad they're fearful they're anxious they're very, um, they're looking for that connection. And when you don't have that in-person connection, it's very difficult. It's hard to connect to somebody over a computer and over a screen. So I do see a lot of anxiety that's coming along with this. So yeah, you know, like parents are like, oh, well, there's not as many people on the bus and, you know, we're not dealing with recess issues. You're right. We're not dealing with the bus. We're not dealing with recess issues. We're not dealing with behavior problems, but look at all the other stuff that's now being thrown at us that we're having to deal with. I asked my kids one question for Christmas. I said, if you had one wish, what would it be? Not one of my children said a a gift, not one. Every 100% of my class said they wanna be in school full time that they are sad when they're, and I do it, a social emotional check-in like the rest of my school does. And I ask them how they're doing today. And do they have anything they want to share? And they, they all say, I'm sad, I'm not in school today. Mrs. Elliot I miss you. I want to be in school today. Don't forget, I'm dealing with nine-year-olds. They're babies, yeah. they're still babies. And, and how, do you, how do you- Like uh, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And I absolutely love that. They're old enough to teach, but they're young enough to still be impressionable. So yep. it, it's it's very, very disturbing for me when I have a child that says, Mrs. Elliott, I'm really sad. I'm really lonely. I feel like I don't have any friends. I can't do anything. And I am on a computer screen. I can't hug them. I can't say, you know, like I can only say uh, it's going to uh, be okay so many times. Yep.
1: And how it's, do you look at it from a high school perspective, uh, Darren?
0: I just want to clarify that, that Miss Kelly is the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> um, I just want you to clarify that. And I'm good for you. Just so, here no, I, but, at, at the um, at the high school level, again, different animal, completely different animal. But the high school level, you know, we have uh, they have needs too, and and here we get into what I what I uh, expressed about earlier that we have to weigh the mental uh, uh, costs, excuse me, the mental psychological costs with the physical, um, um, how do I want to say it, risks, because there is a there is a break even point and we have to look at that and and i'm i'm all for what well, is um, it you know i don't get then
1: that, I'm sorry. the one the one thought process like i said the model of dropping it down to 8 10 classes they're thinking that the teachers are going to be all for that this is what the yeah. thought, the back end thought process is the teachers are oh I'll give me a class of 8 instead of a class of 20 i'm a teacher i personally prefer the class of 20 I do too. You know, because yeah, because the whole cl-
0: I have classes. You have classes of twenty. I got classes of like twenty-eight to thirty. Yeah, sort of, they're so they're trying to put thirty-two so, in my class. So
1: class success is based on interaction and not necessarily Correct. the numerical. You know, so that's a, that's a thing that I think is not being considered, but it's the yep. it, the the media is putting it out there to say, well, teachers want eight or ten students.
2: Not necessarily. Not necessarily. No, not necessarily, yeah, necessarily. so, and that's another big one. We've learned we can't really trust the media, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Now, how no, about how about the respect or the hatred for the online learning process?
2: It it has the respect for online process has doubled with me because I do synchronous learning, so I have ten students in class and I have ten students on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So not only am I teaching to the kids in front of me, but I also have the kids at home that are on the smart board, the document camera, I have three monitors. I have a clicker for, you know, the smart board and we're doing slides and Google Docs. And I mean, you name it. So I take one lesson plan and now I'm adapting it to three different mediums.
1: Mm-hmm. So now, now, are you doing are we, the same thing at the high school that? level, Darren?
0: We have to do the same thing, but, but you know, and, and, and granted, remember my kids are independent. I, I got kids in, in, in bed, they're staying in bed still. So you know, you you, you get a six, 15, 16, 17 sixteen, seventeen-year-old kid up to eighteen years old. If they don't have to get out of bed, they're not getting out of bed. So, I, I and what I what I say to them is, I try to encourage them. You know, me, I'm I'm, I'm training everybody. So, I, so I'm I'm a I'm a type A personality, and I'm like you know, get up, do you know? That's just how I'm, I I operate. And um, a lot of kids don't want a lot of students, excuse me, don't want to hear that. But they need to hear that, and my big, my big thing is when I teach is I try to explain to people that I'm going to give you what you need. It may not be what you want, and I, I, can't, I'm not going to apologize for that. But I'm, my job, my job is to prepare you, and and I'm at the other end. Kelly, you're at the beginning end, and and you have a very very difficult job, and and I do too in other respects, you know, because I'm I'm dealing with adults who don't feel they need this. I don't feel I need this,
2: and they say that. But- with every, age, you have, with every age, you have your challenges. You know, like yep. when they're younger, you're worried about their safety. When they're older, you're potty training. Now they get older, you're worried about them driving. So it's the same with school. You know, you Safety
0: have, issues are different. Yeah, yep. every, That's every, true every though, but there's, have, but there's still safety issues. You
2: have different issues. And my concern is that studies show that kids learn um, most from their peers, not from their parents and not from the teachers, but from their peers. Now we've taken that away. We're not doing group work anymore. We're not collaborating. We don't get together. So- are we falling a little bit behind academically absolutely are they, we are. are are we not having that social connection that we should have with these kids at this age absolutely it's the peer-to-peer connection that they are missing tremendously yeah that
0: that that issue that issue of whether or not they're falling behind that's that you can't even argue there's another there's falling. another functional it's how far behind there, they're falling. there's
1: another functional issue is before it was the, the learning process of technology so that they became tech savvy. Now it actually, because we are tech dependent and not tech yeah. savvy. So does, does that change your, your uh, prospect from being a teacher, Darren, to knowing yeah. that there's a tech dependency? They might have the tech savviness but they have the tech Here. dependency
0: here's a here's a a key thing and and, and obviously you know um this is this pertains to older students um we have strived to try our best at our at our school to keep the kids off keep the i keep calling kids but keep the students um off as much as possible because we know they're on you know we know the, the the uh the the repercussions of too much um uh video we understand that that Psychologically, it's not good for them. That you know, over a certain amount of time, but we 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 try to move them away from that. Yet, yet, um, they are on their phones constantly, even when they're not in class. Especially the older kids, they're texting, they're doing TikTok, they're they're I would say Facebook, but I'd be dating myself. Um, it's really TikTok. It's it's really um, uh, Snapchat. It's, it's it's all those other good. They're on their phones all the time. So what I say is, okay, they're going to be on their phones all go ahead it's fine we're not allowed to give them homework in, in our in our school we're not allowed to and they have five extra days to make up all their work so we almost enable them and there's nothing to yeah them but policy, that, that
1: put it on the tech dependency side correct uh, what did it do for you kelly on the on the on the k through eight?
2: Oh, the the tech dependency is Unbelievable, because if they don't have their Chromebook, if it's not charged, if it's not, you know, if we're having Wi Fi issues, that's another, you know, problem, not, not associated with the social aspect of it. But now I have a child that gets kicked off of his zoom, and can't get into Pear Deck. So we can't do the math. And so the whole dependency issue is so you know iffy from day to day and you just you go in and you keep your fingers crossed and you're like please everybody get on everybody stay on let me make sure everything's if we have any glitches or hitches or burps or bumps it just it throws everything off all of a sudden the student is like ding dong ding dong ding, and i'm working with another student troubleshooting as i'm trying to teach a math medium and i'm working with Technology difficulties at the same time I'm doing division. It's it makes it it makes it a little bit more difficult for sure. But if
0: we are we are absolutely positively tech dependent. Yeah. There's no yeah, question. There's no it's our lifeblood right at this point. Absolutely. So that
1: brings that brings the next point. And as talking about the inequity, and it's not the inequity. You know the male female inequity, but the the, the 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 gender, but the socio economic, the the learning socioeconomic inequity. What's our plan going into a five-day full back into the classroom? What's our plan on dealing with inequity from a high school perspective, Darren?
0: Um, when you're talking about are, you, are we talking about tech? I mean, it's high school high school inequity or just no, just the, kids just back back the in? learning
1: inequity between the, between two between we, students.
0: We we've been really really lucky for, in the pat in the to the fact that um, we uh, we had um, some. For uh, foresight in in our school district and I, I can in our school district and I can um, credit our former principal um, Gina Flanagan with doing that because we had we're already we were already one-on-one as a district we were already one-on-one a year before um, anyone else was or I should say in our area we were from what I know we had chrome the kids had you know our students had chromebooks our students had uh you know we had already been developing google classroom we had already been developing so we were moving in that direction already we had like a 9 month you know advantage over everyone else so we we are we're good with that technology at least we we you know we're ahead of a lot of a lot of school districts so we were we were fortunate in that in that respect but i think coming in uh, the, the students are you know, I, I think they're ready to come back. I think I think the transition is going to be easier because basically because of that. Yeah. But I think I think we're in a good good spot.
1: And what do you think K through eight, Kelly, for inequity?
2: Well, we have a lot of programs that are going to be rolling out. Um, Title One services will be like more in person, and then we have an after school. Um, I don't know if it's the the wheels are rolling for an after school extra help to try to close up some of those gaps with some of our students that are really lacking. In the basic skills for the math and the reading comprehension, I know I have provided a couple of um, extra help after school sessions. Some teachers are doing some extra Zoom classes, but there are a couple of programs that we're going to put into place to just to try to get the just to close up that gap a little bit because we do feel that you know there are some kids that are are really suffering because they're not doing what they need to be doing remotely or they can't do it remotely because they don't have the help or the support that they that they require.
0: And, 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 and we do, we, just to clarify, we do have uh, inequities um, and we have, you know, if, uh, students with learning disabilities. Um, we have, um, our system is set up where the kids come in a, one week. We have cohort A that comes in one week, cohort B comes in the following week uh, and they flip flop remote. So it, it's a hybrid uh, model and uh, we have the option and, and C is re- all remote and D is every, there every day. And our our idea is our, our, you know, our our push, our encouragement is to get them into into remote every day, you know, excuse me, to get um, online to D, uh, cohort D, to get them there every day in person. So, um, but there are definitely inequities, Um, but we have something called Spartan Block each day. And again, it's a different element in high school. We can do that. They can be independent. They can kind of sign out and sign in. Some of the kids can't do that at the elementary level. But they are in school or at their their, or their home, and they can meet with their subject matter teacher. And they have a it's during lunch block too, so they could they could they virtually have probably another hour hour and uh, maybe 70 minutes, 60 to 70 minutes to check in and get extra help. And we are so even if they're virtual. And
2: we are on two thirty to three. Our teachers um, over at the school. um, area are instructed to stay on between 2:30 and 3 so that the kids who actually require the extra help or they need a check-in or we see that they're lacking in some of their slides we keep them on camera and we're able to provide that extra help for them it's not mandatory if the student doesn't need to stay we dismiss them but I'll say you know like Susie, Brian, and um, Jacob I need you guys to just stay with me today and the next day it's somebody different so it's at a teacher discretion and that gives us a good half an hour to do either a one-on-one or a small group at that and time who, who,
1: that's nice who drives this there's there's the key question there who drives this does the school the district or you as a teacher drive that
0: uh, ultimately yeah ultimately i think i think the 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 the, the, the student should drive should drive it ideally and mm-hmm. at the high school level right. the high school level the student should drive it the student doesn't drive it often not often enough a majority of them don't drive it i think it's teacher Teacher, parent, and what do you think? 50,
1: 50. What do you think, Kelly, in a K um, eight? I, right?
2: I think well, because we have um, a lot of teachers that are really dedicated with time. I think the teachers actually drove the, the you know the two thirty to three span because we're doing dismissal and they're getting ready, and it's like we had a little bit of downtime, and then the extra. The extra groups, the support groups that are coming in is definitely administration. They're looking at data now. We're looking to do some BAS testing, and we have MCAS testing coming up. So they're going to be analyzing all that data to see where we fall. But administration has definitely identified some weak links and said we need to put in some support groups for math and reading. And let's talk about an after school where we can maintain the social distancing protocol, but still target in on those kids that, that need to happen. Myself, I just do an extra Zoom at night when kids need help to number one, help them socially, help them emotionally and help them academically because I just feel like they're, they're really missing that connection.
1: Now there's a, another term and this term has been battered around a lot and it's called peer-based learning. Uh, peer-based learning, now non-academic people Think of peer-based learning as a tutor. How do you look at this peer-based learning thing?
2: Go ahead, Darren. You can.
0: To- okay. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Well, it's really like uh, the way I, you know, what they, what education edu speak as we call it because we've been in the business forever, and Kelly, yeah. I know you have been for for a while also. The edu speak, you know, the terminology changes, but they just kind of repackage a lot of the things that they that they used to do. You know, there was whole whole language learning that was a mistake. You know, I, I, I shouldn't in, in, maybe interject my, oh, is. my that, opinion, that, but it, it was is. a full circle
2: dear. It's full circle.
0: It.
1: This is yeah. it's a purpose. It's a purpose of this podcast is yeah. you know. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get it in an academic yeah. T- yeah. thought process it, here.
0: Whole, so whole, whole language theory. You know, don't worry about. Don't correct the spelling. Don't correct the. And, and, and that 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 didn't work out well. That that was you know a late eighties thing. Uh, mid-late 80s things I, I but I, I, the peer-based learning um is is you know it, it it can work it can work it depends on the set you know not every person learns the same yeah, good you know it's, i, it's
1: I, learning, I some outcomes. people like
0: my particular style and I can do this because I'm at the high school level and I have honors kids and I can I'm a I'm a lecture note guy I'm, I'm a PowerPoint lecture note guy and I'll, I'll give them stuff and I, I do um you know, in, in Google, I'll do, um, you know, I'll have them get into, uh, you know, th- you know, some 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 smaller groups to to, to contemplate, I'll hand out, you know, um, you know, some group some group activities, but, you know, it, it you know, it, it depends, it, it depends on the student. Now, but, I th- now, I, but I think it's a K plan. through eight
1: working in groups is a whole different adventure. No, it's a whole different whole
2: game. It's teacher driven, but it's it's teacher you know started and driven, and then it's student led and you give them, let's say just to you know make it simple, you give them a square and you ask them what they see and they go around in the circle and this one sees 90 degree angles and this one sees straight edges. And so you're, you're talking a lot about an item or a subject that the teacher is giving you to talk about. So it's not like they're, they're not teaching, they're, they're not They're collaborating, their ideas, their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs. And it just helps children look at things um, from somebody else's perspective and say, oh, wow, you know, you're right. A square doesn't just have one 90 degree angle, it has four. I never noticed that before. And they talk about the equal sides and how it's different from a rectangle. You know, so this is where the students learn a lot because they actually You can you walk around and it's just priceless to be like I never to listen to them say I never thought about that way or
1: yeah so that's
2: that's that's a really good point and that's that's the
1: non-academic yeah real philosophical way of looking at it and I think that to what Darren was alluding to earlier you know they 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 do have a different learning style and they do different learning levels right but then when they do it non-academically then it becomes a little more fulfilling to to them in as as individuals they feel it's more it's
0: more organic yeah it's more organic it comes from them and and they're vested in their learning at at that point
2: that's exactly true they feel like they're being heard they feel like they're being valued because everyone's like oh that's a really good point or you know i like what you said about that so it gives them that that whole confidence boost that they need at this age so that their ideas seem valued
0: at college and, and at, you know at, and, you know kelly i think i think we need it at every age i think i think adults need that the validation yeah, at, i think it's important at college level at
1: college level those are online discussions uh it's not what you have to say that's a narrative a discussion is what you have to say and then addressing what somebody else had to say yeah. and then that that that's the collaborative and i think that that I think that in the full five-day classroom, that's gonna to have to the collaborative is have to could be driven down to that, you know, to the student level at grade school and high school. So, how about engagement? Now there's big key right there is getting students engaged. Uh, as Darren said, you get them out of bed is part of engagement. There's no doubt about that. But really get them engaged in the learning process in a you know, from the non-engagement uh, era of uh, online, hybrid, et cetera, et cetera, into fully engaged five-day learning process. How are you going to do that, Kelly? How are you going to do that going forward?
2: <laughs> like I always do. I sing, I dance, we do silly things. Anything to get them to say, I can't wait to get to school tomorrow. That's just my whole entire, even online, like we were doing um, right angles. So I have them doing, you know, like arms and we're up and we're dancing and we're doing 360s and stuff, Uh, doing measurements and trying to make it as tactile and as kinesthetic as possible so that they're getting their hands dirty, they're getting the movement, they're getting the singing, the dancing, the excitement. And that's basically the younger kids, uh, you know, up until you know they start to get to be too cool for that at like fifth or sixth grade. So I'm in a good spot because they still love doing it and right. acting silly. But after that, they don't want any part of it. But
1: aren't aren't high school t- uh, students tactile learners, uh, Darren? Are they, they?
0: They they're just as tactile I think as the young 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 uh, individuals are. And if I sang and danced with her they and I jumped up like Kelly's talking about. They put me in a straitjacket, and I'd, I'd I'd have to go into early retirement. So
2: my kids always know so, when I have a lot of coffee one day, or if I had some sugar, and I'll never forget. That's awesome. It's like, hey, I know. this is but,
1: Ellie. But, but let's put it this way: coffee. they yep. from the, it's awesome from the online learning, which is strictly a visual, to yep. move them into a a a pseudo visual tactile oral combination. Is going to be the challenge that i'm looking for how are you going to do this there and when that becomes a full five-day process the
0: the, the it, that was uh, that was addressed a while back with with um with the type of you know we we give them activators every day so it's, it's like a, a do now thing it's a do now so you, you can put them in groups if you want and you can do it online obviously with google or with zoom you can put them in you know subgroups but the um you with, with, with chat rooms and things like that but um, I, I think um, they, that was already being addressed, so I think we're—I don't think we're in a bad spot to do that. I think we're in a pretty good spot to do that. But then, then again, it, it is all your teaching style. They tried to cookie cut this and at the state level require everybody to do, you know, the 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 um, the activator, the mini lesson. Right. The I don't biggest know if you fear,
1: The biggest fear yeah. facing uh, non-academic people right now. Is to have yeah. a model,
0: you yeah. know. Have the, the it's the, not a bad model. It's actually a very good model. It, yeah. it actually is a very good
1: model with no latitude. But, but to, with no latitude, right. You have to have it's,
0: it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad model, but it can't be restrictive. It's got to be suggestive. And, and we've 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 been very fortunate. We have a t te- our our present um, uh, um, principal Frank Page. He is he's excellent. He's a former student of mine. I'm getting old. He's also a, a a colleague, okay, and and he was a colleague for seven years. He taught English in the building, and now he's this is he's in his second year as a principal, and he's very respected, very well liked, and he is he's smart. He knows when to gnip, when to gnap. He's a guy who was in the trenches, a person who was in the trenches. Um, doesn't matter if you know. It, 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 I should say it does matter if you've been in the trenches before. Um, and we had another principal like that too. But but what my point is. Um, he's flexible and he allows you to kind of do you know do a little of this do a little of that, but but stay within a general framework of, of, of uh, what we've learned. Right. Now you know, Kelly, maybe-
1: Kelly, do you have the feel the same flexibility that, that Darren is referring you, with to. the
2: with the little guys, you have to be flexible. There there is yeah. no ands, ifs or buts about it because if you're not flexible and you they're not gonna fit in this little box and you don't want them to fit in this little box. And if you're not flexible, you, can, you're, you will lose them. So to, to reacquaint them with everything that's going on you have lots and lots of protocols put into place. You're just gently reminding them you're not overstimulating them with too much. You can't do the audio and the visual and the tactile and the kinesthetic. Don't forget you have kids who have been out of the classroom for a year they they stopped in March. And now I had two or three that decided in March, they're going to come. And they are just, they need to be reminded very gently. We're, we're not, you know, indoor voices or they're not, if they're not used to it, you just have to get them back into the swing. But I'll tell you right now, they're resilient and they'll like riding a bike. They'll pick it up like this. They just need those reminders and they need Firm, fair and friendly. And I say that all the time. And this is my motto. If you're firm, fair and friendly, the kids respond. That's Can all I use
1: that? Can I use that for anyone? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> using using humor works, but those gentle reminders, check your chart, having a checklist on their desk. Did you drop your backpack? Did you wash your hands? You know, did sanitize lunch? We have you have to maintain the same routine, the same routines, but you also have to be flexible. So there, there is a happy yeah. medium with the kids at that age. Absolutely. And, and you're
0: teaching them, Kelly, so many more things. Like the little those little things the 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 hand washing the be nice to your neighbor be nice to at the levels that you're at and you're also teaching a lot more subjects yes I teach one subject yeah. i teach history I, yeah. mean, I do teach other things within that I do teach some life lessons I talk to them about and i try to you know draw from say we're learning about i don't know the great depression we're doing right now we're doing the turn of the century anarchism uh socialism communism how are they different so I, we, we went into that you know why it's important we talk about an economy. Uh, we talked about economic. What's what's an economy? What are the what are the um, you know what are the what are the fact, uh, economic resources? Those type of things. But I try to pull that in to, to give them some practical knowledge because yeah. you know yeah, when they're K, at the high school K, level, like, yeah, K impress me. Whatever. K
1: through eight, that's kind of tough to to yeah, focus on that. That. Yeah, you're I have, have to, and
2: I have a lot uh, more flexibility teaching that class. I have. So, yeah, I, I, oh, I'm a, so, so we're here's doing the, reading, here's the very, reading, math, social studies, science. So I have it all.
1: Yeah, that's a combination stuff. Yes, yeah. So again, to bring that the structure of bringing that back into a 5-day non-online virtual learning, it's sort of a, like rebuilding a whole new school building Absolutely. Type of Absolutely. It's thing.
2: like day 1 all over again. Yeah, you like, like have, the f- you have to just keep reiterating and you do a lot of talking the first week of school and You're going to do a lot of talking when they come back. That's just the nature of the beast because you're constantly reminding them. You're constantly saying, you know, check in with me. Do you understand? And repeat after me so that I know you're hearing me, not just hearing, but you're listening to what I'm saying. So, you know, the younger kids, it's constant. And even after February break, we came back in, I showed the video on how to wash your hands. I showed a video on how to wear a mask. You have kids that are like, Woo, with the mask. This, they're putting
1: this, it on their heads and they're- This podcast, this podcast has to go to the hamden wilbraham Regional School District for viewing, to hear what's, you know, the, what the thought process is, because it really is critical. It so is. Last,
0: send, it to, send it to Esau. Yeah. Not too. <laughs> the
1: last, the last highlight item, okay? Pandemic stress. Yes. Okay? Kids are feeling pandemic stress
2: absolutely to
1: the point where there's a national survey that was conducted 3300 high school students found nearly a third said they were unhappy and depressed of grade school 51% said they were unhappy and not sad depressed
2: yeah i believe so, it I believe so so
1: what do we do with for the post pandemic uh pandemic
2: stress. We've got to have resources for these kids to be able to tap into to get any help that they need whether it's school adjustment counselors whether it's you know um, volunteers that come in and I I just it is it is heart-wrenching to to see some of these kids that were so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed just totally have the wind blown out of their sails right now and I it's that's out of my expertise I'm not you know a counselor I'm not a I'm not a psychologist or it's, it's,
0: but you are Kelly, but you are, but That's well, not, you are. but
1: that's not a K through eight, only a K through eight problem. Darren. That's no, also, that's also a is, high school issue. Uh, because it is
0: absolutely a high school issue. Right. I, I, and I agree with that. And, and, uh, you know, and, and to Kelly's point, she, we actually are, we are, and we've been pushed more and more to be psychologists, to be, Uh, extended parents we've been this this is all the this is all the new new teaching paradigm we're being asked to do a lot more stuff so
2: maybe i I need to rephrase and say i don't feel qualified enough to provide that type of support because that's not my area of expertise but yeah you know your nurses hat on your construction hat on your father hat your mother hat i get it i get it
0: but i want to also i want i was going to say i want to also explain and i tell the kids this all the time we are all stressed out, all of us. Mm-hmm. We are all out of our element. We are, we are fishes out, fish out of water. We are, we're completely out of our element. Some of us more than others, we are all stressed. Every aspect of our life is stressed. The reminder is right here. Here's, here's a reminder, face mask. Every, every time you put it on, it's like, oh, it, just, it, it comes over you and it's a, it's a different thing. But with that said, if we we're all learning, I, I truly believe I'm, I'm a glass half full guy. So um, I truly believe that we're going to come out of the stronger. We're going to come out of the stronger. We're going to come out. Of, we're going to come out of it better. I think people are going to have more appreciation because only through, uh, uh, you know, trials and tribulations, do you really re- understand and really respect and appreciate the things that you do have. So, the- so I, I, I'm talking to kids all the time about this. the, the three, and they, they, the, they
1: the three words, the three words that societal words that they're looking at is rest, reset, and restore. Excellent. So we're amen. So those are the, the things that they have to deal with is rest, reset, and restore. And one of the things that they said was that there's uh, there's community organizations that have to get involved. Right now, communities back off and say, well, that's Sewell Road Schools' issue. Okay, K you know, K through five, K through six, that's a Sewell Road School issue. Uh, it, nine, eight, nine 10, uh, nine, 10, 11, and 12, that's a, a high school issue, but it's right. really not. This is a community issue. So to look at to, to rest, reset, and restore, last word give me what you think rest reset and restore means kelly you get the last word on
2: this (laughs) and then
1: Um, darren will get the last word
2: well resting your mind is going to rejuvenate you for the next day reset is looking at the glass half full and realizing that although we have a lot of difficulties and a lot of things that were thrown at us we're here look at we are, we're here, we're here to talk about it. We are working through it together. And then just restore normalcy to the kids as best that we possibly can. Provide them with that support system that they need, whether it be counselors, whether it be family, whether it be peers, interventions, up the you know wazoo if that's what they need. But yeah, I, I like those three words as much as firm, fair, and friendly. <laughs>
1: I like firm, fair, yeah. and friendly. Though I'm going to use that in my class. I'm to God.
0: You guys, you guys have to swap. I, I feel left out that you have to swap those terms. I don't know what to give you. Yeah. So what? Do you,
1: so last word, Darren. What do you think? In rest, reset, and restore means.
0: I I, th- I agree with Kelly, and I think I think yes, it's important that we rest. And when you reset, when you're resting, you should be resetting. You should be thinking about the things and kind of contemplating the things that you need to improve. And and that brings you to, it naturally brings you to restoring. And as I said, I'm very optimistic. I think we're gonna come out of this very, very, uh, we're gonna come out of it stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, I think we're smarter. um, And I think we're, I I think the edge, we're forever changed. There's no question. I totally
2: believe in, you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone now. Mm -hmm. Because a a lot of, you know, young adults and adults, I don't know how many times I've seen, I can't wait to get together. I, I miss my friends, I miss my family. I, I think there's some something to be said about that where you it's a good thing. where you look at that and you realize how lucky and how blessed you were. And for the past year, we have jumped through hoops to follow guidelines for the CDC, the state, that you know, whatever mandates have been thrown at us. And like Darren said, we're 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 coming out of it. We're, yeah. we're still here. We're still together. We're still, you know, fighting this, this demon um, together. And it's just going to make us that much stronger a, at the very end. I that told,
1: may be the it's going
0: to be, it's going to be that less, that much less stress, that less stressful. It's going to be less stressful. It's, I'm telling you, it's going to be better. And people are going to, you're going to see some genuine organic, yep. you know, from, from the people, some real smiles on people's faces. Yep. I think you're going to see a change and a lot of people's behavior. That's cool. and I'm, I'm, I really and, believe And
1: that. just so you know, I am personally going to get this through, to this podcast through to the school districts. I think yep. uh, it's going to, I'm going to make sure that it gets posted on parents of Wilbraham Middle School, parents of uh, of uh, Minichok High School, and parents of East Long Meadow. I think it's got to go right. out to the school districts. I really think that you guys have nailed it uh there's there's no no rocks have been uh unturned, left guys, unturned well, left we, left we left turned left. all we turned all the stones over
2: and jim just just as an aside, you know the parents in this community have been extremely supportive they have also been up and down told one thing something else comes along so to have the the parental support that we have had knowing that we are having such a difficult time has been has been really really nice to be honest with you and i, I-
0: I second the notion, Absolutely. Kelly. We've, we've been very fortunate. We've, we've uh, you know, I uh, went into the district into East Long Meadow. I had sub extensively. It was either going to be Wilbraham and East or East Longmeadow, and um, and I and it just happened that that East Long Meadow job was was there before the Wilbraham job was there. And um, and I, I agree with that. We've had some great support. Uh, we have some great administrative support. We have some great parental support. Absolutely. And and you're in it because you love it. You're not getting paid any crazy money. It's you know the old thing. Well, you get your summers off. You're that's a joke. Yeah, because I, no. it's, I work it's all summer. I work
1: all summer, and I'm a college professor. So
2: I know. Of
0: course
1: you
2: do. The whole of course thing, you do. I do too. The team, the teamwork, the teamwork between administration, the coaches, the teachers, the parents, teamwork and work. Nobody could do this by themselves. That's the bottom line. You cannot have it takes the community coming into school 2 days a week and expecting them to do the rest on their own. The parents have really stepped up at home and as hard as it may have been to juggle things around and you know we're starting to get settled and you know we see that. We see the effort on the other side too. So, you know, thank-
0: I I, can't, and I and I can't tell you how many people have said to me. I don't know. I've I people I know, know. I don't know how is is how do you, how do you do this? I, I God bless you. Man. They should be paying you.
2: Yeah, they yeah. Be paying and you. That's, that's nice. Fine. You know what? That's nice to hear that it these is, efforts that is. we put forth and that we really put our students first are acknowledged by parents and by administration and you know things like that. So I have heard over and over again. I you're a saint. I don't know how you do it. And and it's not just me; it's everybody that I work with. They just they bust their butts to make sure that the kids are put first all the time.
0: No, we're in the trenches. But we're in the trenches, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes right. who do a ton of work through it. The administrative staff, counts counseling, uh, you know, the, the nurses. I, uh, we, our nurse. I went to. Her, I said, I don't know how you do yeah. it. How do? You? Said, so the so the
1: media us, the media that portrays the restoration as this overbearing challenge that's not going to be met. I'm thinking that talking to both of you, and if you're representative if you're representative of this area uh and, and high school level and K through eight, I think the restoration is going to be a lot smoother than what people expect.
2: I totally so agree. I think it
1: will be. I, I agree. I really I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys' input. Like I said, I'll do my very best to get it out to uh, school districts and parents to to listen to what uh, the teacher's perspective is. And this has been a great podcast. And uh, I thank you both very much. And with that, we're signing off and have a wonderful afternoon, you guys.
0: Thank you for joining us on this podcast if you want to see what professor jim wilkinson is up to be sure to check out the short notes also if you want to join the conversation send us an email at adjusting to the real world podcast at gmail.com be sure to tune in next week as we navigate through this crazy world
2: together till then stay safe